Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly, and now it's time for Powering Your Property, where we bring you the latest in property sector news and updates. Now, special purpose acquisition companies, or SPACs, are often referred to as blank check entities which exist to acquire or merge with a promising private company to take it public without an initial public offering. In 2020, SPACs led by the U.S. market saw a bumper year and in the first quarter of 2021, they towered over traditional IPOs by four times. Now, according to SPAC Insider, there were 613 SPAC IPOs in 2021 that raised a total of of $162.4 billion. That's nearly double the $83.4 billion raised in 2020. But what does this mean for real estate? Is a SPAC listing suitable for a real estate company? And what are the benefits and risks for real estate investors? We're going to find out now from Song Chang Cheng, who is a professor of finance at the Lee Kong Chan School of Business at Singapore Management University. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Good to have you with us. So let's start off. Um, Perhaps you can tell us, we've spoken a lot about SPACs over the last few weeks here on the show, obviously on the back of the first SPAC listings here in Singapore. But is the SPAC boom relevant for the property sector? Yes. So as you just explained, SPAC is the blank check company that Mm -hmm. go public and use the fund to merge with the target company. But one thing special for SPAC is that often the investors have a risk appetite to target for this kind of pre-IPO stage companies. In other words, they are really target for companies have the higher growth potential. And so for real estate sector, the key thing here is within the real estate sector, whether we have companies that fit this kind of risk appetite Mm. for the investors, that is, where we get the company have higher growth potential, higher risk to go. And that's the more relevant subsectors in the real estate that will be suitable for SPAC. Okay. But taking a look at it from a real estate investor perspective, what should we take note of from, um, you know, taking the SPAC model, for example, in comparison to, say, a more traditional real estate private equity fund model or even a REIT Okay, so here, whenever we talk about the perspective, we have to think about whether we talk about investors and we talk about the companies, right, mm-hmm. the target companies. So from the investor point of view, the key benefit for SPAC is having the access to this pre-IPO companies through the public market. That is, that is, compared to the private equity, you have the liquidity in the public market. You can sell your shares, you can redeem at a stage when you really these back. Well, in the private equity, if you go through that channel, then the fund will close by five years or 10 years. So you don't have the liquidity you enjoy. So that's kind of a key thing that benefit for the investors. The key benefit and note for this target company is that not only it's faster based on the data in the last mm-hmm. two years, but an important note is that for the target companies, if you go through the IPO process, there's a lot of uncertainty about the valuation, about the book building process that will be influenced by the market. Well, if you go through the SPAC, then you have the one-on-one negotiation with the SPAC fund. So you have more control about your pricing and valuations. 
We're speaking with Song Chang Cheng, Professor of Finance at Lee Kong Chian School of Business at the Singapore Management University. And you know we love our property here in Singapore, don't we? But how do you know if a real estate company is suitable for a SPAC? What are some of the examples perhaps that you can give of real estate companies that have successfully SPAC'd obviously outside of Singapore? That's right. So Singapore has no SPAC mm-hmm. yet for real estate company. Uh, but in U.S. already, uh, many companies go through SPAC, through, uh, many real estate companies go through SPAC. For example, uh, a company called Open Door and okay. OfferPad. These are the pop tech companies that they are instant buyers. Their business model is they are trying to buy house from sellers uh, very quickly and within two weeks at lower price, flip it, do a simple renovation and sell it in the market. So these companies uh, go through SPAC in the public market in December 2020 and September 2021. And in the office sector, we have the WeWork, uh, the co-working space mm-hmm. company. It also goes through SPAC in last year, October, into public setting. So in U.S., we already see many examples of pop tech companies using SPAC to go public. And it's interesting that you mentioned prop tech and not, you know, more traditional real estate. According to uh, Goldman Sachs research, only 1% and 6% of SPAC deals focus on real estate. And of those, most have a focus on prop tech. Why is that? Why not say, for example, your traditional property investment company and we're seeing an increasing number of prop tech. I mean, tech seems to be the trend when it comes to SPACs. Although I know you mentioned that we don't have any property SPACs here in Singapore, the SPACs that have listed have both said that they're interested in tech companies, fintech, health tech, perhaps, we, I mean, prop tech could be one. But uh, why is that? I think the main reason is that for SPAC, that the benefit to the investor is giving investor access to this pre-IPO stage companies. Mm-hmm. So these are high growth companies. Well, in real estate sector, not all the company are in this kind of category. A lot of real estate have lower risk, very stable income as the many commercial real estate. Some so of us like low we'll risk be- and stable income though. <laughs> yeah, because this is the yeah. access to the pre-IPO mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. If, if you like the stable income, then you just go to IPO, you can buy rates, mm-hmm. right? So the, the financial innovation here is trying to fit for more different appetite of the investors and target companies. So this fill in the gap here for the investor who like to target in the company who are pre-IPO, but they don't want to go through this PE stage, private equity channel. So that gives the channel uh, here using this back. Nice. So that's why we see it's mostly in prop tech because in the real estate sector, proper tech is one niche market where the growth potential is very high. I see. Do you think we could see some prop tech SPACs come here to Singapore? Yes. We'll see. In general, this is a good market to fit in the sense that the pop tech companies, uh, they have a good potential. And then if we have more funding target them, I see a great potential. Okay. But it's not really focused on pop tech. The key dimension here is looking at investors' benefit, that is the high growth sector. So in that sense, in the real estate, we still see some traditional operation could fit. For example, we could see companies have a huge growth in terms of the expansion geography or mm-hmm. asset wise, or we see some niche market uh, such as say logistic and data center, which have a huge growth and uh, predictably have higher growth in the future. So these are also fit for the appetite of the SPAC investors. So 
hopefully we'll, we'll see some spec going into the sector like this. Well, it is a spectacular time for the markets here in Singapore. We'll see what happens next. But thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today and for sharing all your insights. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Song Chang Cheng, Professor of Finance at the Lee Kong Chan School of Business at Singapore Management University, about whether SPACs are suitable for real estate companies. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.